Thank you, Sean. And good evening, everyone. We are calling to order the select board meeting of Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. I'd like to make introductions at this time. I'm Arthur Doyle, this year's chair. Mike Zulis, vice chair. Aaron Bradley, member. Roxanne Musto, member. Anne-Marie Fagan, town administrator. Linda Applet, executive assistant to the select board. And Mr. Wells is not able to join us uh, at this meeting. I want to just uh, note that on July 16, 2022, Governor Baker signed into law an act relative to extending certain state of emergency accommodations, which, among other things, extends the expiration of the provisions pertaining to the open meeting law to March 31, 2023. The act does not make any new changes to the open meeting law other than extending the expiration date of the temporary provisions regarding remote meetings from July 15, 2022 to March 31, 2023. I would note that we are now on our uh, Tuesday schedule, which is the uh, first and the third Tuesday of each month. Uh, we will immediately uh, violate that <laughs> on September 7th because the first Tuesday is September 6th election day and it is not permissible to hold a select board meeting or other public meeting on election day in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. With that and uh, stated, uh, we are in order to say the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Please join me. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. At this time, we open the floor to uh, public comment. And just a reminder for those who may be interested. We set aside 15 minutes of each meeting at the opening for public comment. Uh, each person wishing to make public comment would raise their hand and have up to three minutes. Uh, I see no hands at this particular time. That being the case, uh, I will now indicate that uh, we will be going into executive session. I remind members of the select board that when we go into executive session, we'll be using the Microsoft Teams meeting application this evening. Uh, when we leave the Zoom, please uh, remember to uh, mute yourself and take down the video. And if I don't do it, please uh, remind me to do it. We have uh, several items for executive session and I will introduce each one and read the motion. Uh, after each motion, there will be a vote of the members of the select board. Uh, once we have completed executive session, we will return to uh, open session where the public can uh, continue with us in the meeting. They may remain on the Zoom until we return uh, to them. Any questions from anybody? Are we all set? OK, 
Okay, the first item for executive session is Yes, Mr. Dulles. I think Mr. Freitag has his hand raised in the attendee room. Let's bring him on. I don't see him. Oh, there he is. He was there and he had his hand raised. That's the only reason I... That may have been to get... Now he's in. Now he's in. Welcome, Kevin. All set? Good. Item number four, executive session pursuant to Massachusetts General Law Chapter 38, Paragraph 21, Section 8, Subsection 2, Discussion Strategy preparation for negotiations with non-union personnel, specifically the new town administrator. I move to enter into executive session to discuss strategy and preparation for negotiations with non-union personnel, specifically the new town administrator, based upon my belief that discussion of this matter in open session may have a detrimental effect on the negotiating position of the select board. And like uh, all of the executive sessions, when they concluded, we will be returning to open session. Is there a motion to move into? Uh, I'll second the motion. Thank you. I'll second it. All right, thanks. I messed that up a little bit, but that's all right. We're in an even keel. Any discussion seeing that, Mr. Zolas? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. Mr. Doyle? Yes. Executive session, number, agenda item number five, executive session pursuant to Mass General Law, Chapter 38, Paragraph 21, Section A, Subsection 3, discuss legislation strategy against the Massachusetts Bay Transit Authority, MBTA, related to the conditions of the stairs at the MBTA station located at Adams Street, Milton, Massachusetts. I move to enter into executive session to discuss litigation strategy against the Massachusetts Bay Transit Authority, MBTA, Related to the condition of the stairs at the MBTA station located at Adams Street, Milton, Mass., based on my belief that discussion of this matter in open session may have a detrimental effect on the litigating position of the select board. Is there a second? I'll second, sure. Any discussion? Seeing none, Mr. Zulis? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. Mr. Doyle? Yes. Item number six on the agenda, executive session pursuant to Mass General Law, Chapter 30A, Paragraph 21, Section A, Subsection 6, to consider the purchase, exchange, lease, or value of real property of the Kidder Branch Library located at 101 Blue Hills Parkway. I move to enter into executive session to consider the purchase, exchange, lease, or value of real property of the Kidder Branch Library, 101 Blue Hills Parkway, based upon my belief that discussion of this matter in open session may have a detrimental effect on the negotiating position of the select board. Is there a second, please? Second. Thank you, Mr. Zulis. Any discussion? Seeing none, Mr. Zulis. Yes. Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Musto. I'll abstain. And Mr. Doyle, yes. Agenda item number seven. Executive session pursuant to Mass General Law, Chapter 38, Paragraph 21, uh, Section A, Subsection 6, to consider the purchase, exchange, lease, or value of real property of the East Milton Library located at 334 Hitchhill Road. 
Is there a second to this motion? I'll second. Thank you, Ms. Bradley. Any discussion? Seeing no hands. Mr. Zulis. Yes. Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Musto. I'll abstain. And Mr. Doyle, yes. And Ms. Musto has noted that she will be recusing herself from agenda items six and seven, as just read. Agenda item number eight, pursuant to Mass General Law, Chapter 38, Paragraph 22, approval of meeting minutes. Uh, I'm gonna modify this um, to eliminate several of the minutes because we do not have a quorum to vote on the minutes of March 23, April 6, or April 13. So it'd be inclusive of May 3, 2022, May 18, 2022, June 1, 2022, June 29, 2022, July 13, 2022, and July 27, 2022. I move to enter into executive session to approve executive session meeting minutes based upon my belief that discussion of this matter in open session may have a detrimental effect on the litigating position of the select board. Is there a second, please? I'll second, sure. Thank you, Roxanne. Seeing, is any further discussion? Any discussion? Seeing none, Mr. Zulas? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. Mr. Doyle? Yes. Thank you. We may now uh, leave. Uh, open session to enter into executive session. Uh, thank you again, Sean, and welcome everyone as the select board has returned to open session. This time we turn to agenda item number nine, which is discussion approval employment contract between Nicholas Milano, town administrator, and the town of Milton. Uh, we put out that uh, there has been a very successful negotiation uh, between the select board and Mr. Milano that uh, he, as you know, was appointed. His start date will be on September 6th, 2022. Uh, the arrangement includes a negotiated annual salary rate beginning at $182,000. It has a provision for um, a bonus factor based upon performance and uh, appropriate levels of uh, vacation and leave time. Mm -hmm. At this time, I would entertain a motion. Uh, by the way, I should mention that uh, Mr. Milano has endorsed the agreement. He has returned it to the select board's office. And at this time, we would entertain a motion on the part of select board to accept the employment contract. I'll make a motion um, to accept the employment contract between Nicholas Milano and the town of Milton. Thank you, Ms. Musto. Is there a second, please? Second. Thank you, Mr. Zulis. Any discussion? Seeing none, roll call vote, Mr. Zulis? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. Mr. Doyle? Yes. Thank you. Item number 10, discussion, update regarding litigation against the Massachusetts 
Bay Transit Authority, MBTA, regarding the condition of the stairs at the MBTA station located at Adams Street in Milton, Massachusetts. Is there a um, motion to approve uh, the letter that will be sent to the MBTA? Um, sure, I can do that. Thank I'll you. Move, I'll, I'll move to approve the letter to the MBTA relative to the condition of the stairs at the MBTA station located at Adams Street in Milton. Thank you, Ms. Musto. Is there a second? Um, I'll, I'll second. Thank you, Mr. Zulis. It has been moved and seconded. Floor is open for discussion. Um, Mr. Zulis. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Chair. Just, just uh, some context um, to the extent that it may have been lost. Um, many years ago, um, we don't know exactly when, but many years ago, before the Baker administration, uh, the stairs providing access to the MBTA station at Milton Street uh, fell into disrepair and became dangerous and were closed by the MBTA. Um, over the past seven and a half years of the Baker administration, nothing, not one thing, uh, has been done by the MBTA to fix um, the hazard and to reopen the stairs. Um, not only does the MBTA admit that it's a danger, uh, it has a blight on our town, it's an eyesore, it's an impediment to commuters, uh, all because the MBTA has neglected its responsibility, neglected its statutorily mandated duty, and abandoned the staircase. Uh, we've tried over several years um, to remind them, remind the MBTA and the Baker administration of their responsibility for these stairs. And, uh, there's been letters from state representatives, including State Representative Driscoll. Uh, Senator Timothy and I, along with the former town administrator, met with the general manager of the MBTA back in uh, January of 2020 to try to implore them to do something about the stairs. There have been follow-ups over the last two years, and, and the response has been to do nothing. Um, last December, uh, the board authorized town council to send a letter to the MBA's general manager um, demanding that the staircase be repaired and reopened. And the MBTA has not even responded to that letter. Um, and uh, recently, um, we understand the MBTA informed our state legislative delegation um, that they intend to demolish the staircase, but not to fix it until sometime in the next decade, which will be another 10 years, which will make it 20 years. So, uh, I mean, you know, for context here, um, it was almost 5,000 years ago, the Egyptians built the Great Pyramid of Giza, uh, which stood 455 feet tall. And they did that in um, two decades, about 20 years. And, and here we are 4,500 years, 4, years 5,000 years later, and the MBA TA is telling our state legislators that it's gonna take 20 years to fix a staircase. So something's wrong. Something's very, very wrong with you. And, you know, when something's wrong and someone is damaging you and someone's damaging our town and someone's refusing to fix it and refusing to even respond to us, the only remedy, uh, the only choice we have is to go to court. And, and so, so this letter that we, we, we're voting on uh, is a letter um, to inform the MBTA uh, that if they don't respond and we can't get an acceptable uh, plan to get these staircase fixed, uh, we're gonna have no choice but to, to file the draft complaint that, uh, that we'll send with a letter and that has been, has been 
think that's that's kind of where we are in terms of the letter. The letter just um, just uh, 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 recounts the fact that they haven't responded. Ask them to respond and say, if you don't respond within two weeks, we can't. If we don't have a plan within two weeks, we're not going to have any choice but to, to file this file this complaint for a writ of mandamus and for public nuisance. Thank you, Mr. Zillis. That's very thorough background. Is there um, any further discussion? Seeing none, roll call vote. Mr. Zillis? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Mustaf? Yes. And Mr. Doyle? Yes. Mm -hmm. Move to agenda item 11, discussion approval request for proposal lease of the East Milton Library located at 334 Edgefield Road to the Milton Arts Center. And Ms. Musto, you'll be recusing yourself? I will be recusing myself, thank you. Thank you, and we'll call you back in at the end of the discussion. We have a proposed motion uh, to approve the request for a proposal lease of the East Milton Library located at 334 Hill Road at the Milton Arts Center. Mr. Zulis. Uh, I, I, Mr. Chair, I, I don't think we're, I, I'm not sure that we're in a position at this point to, to act on this uh, item. I think I, I would that is, that is correct. prefer this item. Good. And this is um, the response to the way in which it is presented on the agenda. And uh, that is the outcome from our discussion. So we will defer it uh, for a further meeting, hopefully uh, one in the month of September we want to act on this uh, diligently. Item number 12, uh, discussion open meeting law training. This is something that has been on the, the table for the select board for a period of time. We have town council Kevin Freitag with us and um, I'd like to invite him uh, if he can to join us for this particular conversation. This is a um, increasing matter of interest by uh, numerous parties uh, throughout the town. And we would like to um, put together um, a training session, a professional development session that anybody can participate in, uh, conducting it uh, electronically for that purpose. Um, Mr. Freitag, would you like to add some comments? We'd like to, uh, members of the select board, we'd like to scope it out um, to see what it is that we want to uh, uh, be sure to be inclusive of in the timetable on which we want to do this because we are well underway in our governance here. We have many new people serving on different committees and boards throughout the town. Yes, good evening. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Kevin Freitag, Mr. Town Council. Um, as you described it, my office is happy to provide uh, whomever in town government in Milton would like to attend regarding the open meeting law. Uh, public law or the state ethics law. Uh, we've actually done this in the past, I think maybe probably four years ago now, there was a public records law uh, training that I um, conducted in February. I thought it was pretty well attended and the slides that were presented, I think were made to anyone that wanted them in town um, to review at their leisure, but happy to do the exact same thing again. Uh, you know, if, if we're looking 
next few months, sometime before the year, whenever we think uh, ending you know, sort of a, a good employees and, and appointees and elected officials, happy to accommodate your schedule and, and set up a couple of these different training sessions. Thank you. Any comments from members of the board, please? Ms. Bradley, you recognized. Thanks, Mr. Chair. Um, just so everyone is made aware, and, and Roxanne, I don't know if you were going to mention this, but um, during our meeting of the subcommittee on boards, appointments to boards and committees, one of the things that was brought up by the clerk was um, the open meeting law and making sure that everybody that's appointed fills out the forms and all of those items. We are currently working um, together on a way to make that more streamlined. Um, so that there will be more of an annual training, an annual time to turn in those papers so that the clerk it makes their job easier and make sure that those that are appointed to the boards and committees gets the training that's needed. So, um, Kevin, I know that that you were also at that meeting. One of the dates that we kicked around was in July with a training in September. Um, and I realize that that's for next year, but I just wanted that to be in people's minds as we are um, starting to formulate dates and whatnot, because I think it's a great idea. I just don't want it to be back to back. And to um, your comment, if I, I may, um, having this session recorded would be a value proposition as well, so that people who might not be able to participate would be able to access it. Ms. Musler, you recognized. Um, also wondering if there would be any kind of process where people could submit specific questions that they might want answered during one of those forums or even after if they if it was available online after like if there were certain dates that it was offered um that you may be present or are you envisioning this more just um something they could access at certain times because if it was something that they could access later that would be great but also have an ability to send questions your way perhaps yes i'm happy to do that I, i'm happy to have the the presentation regarding questions. I think that general questions regarding specific areas of the open meeting law to address in a presentation. If specific questions, it's something that's probably better to, to my attention directly. I can deal with that, that individual or that board in one-on-one -on -one fashion. But certainly to the extent that people, you know, have questions one particular aspect of the open meeting law. Um, like executive session, for instance, and how to go in and out of the session. That's one that it's always tricky and that, and that folks can, you know, can get some training on. Happy to do that. Thank you. And we have three ingredients, the open meeting law, public records, and ethics law. Um, should they be treated discreetly? Um, should they be bundled into one professional development? Um, experience, what would your uh, preference be or your recommendation be? There's a lot so, there. Yeah, I think they probably each deserve their own um, presentation. I think that the presentation is probably about 45 minutes long, 15 minutes left open for questioning at the end. Um, and I think you could accommodate each one of those topics in that, that type of time frame. This makes sense to all the members of the board. Affirmative nods. Um, a recommended timetable. I'm, I'm happy to accommodate whatever the would like. I mean, if you wanted to set up one 
you know, it needs a, a few consecutive months before the end of this year. And then next year, put them on, as Aaron was suggesting, in a manner that sort of accommodates perhaps like a, a, a sort of reworking of the way that boards are, are brought up to speed. Happy to do that too. Have to be, you know, take place one year from now. I'm happy to do it now and then do it again in six months if that's what the town. On that, would October, November, December be um, agreeable early in each month and avoiding uh, holidays appropriately? Okay. I just had one comment. You recognized. Yes. Thank you. Um, the only question I had or comment I had is that we're going to have a town meeting in December. So I wouldn't want to have it right on top of that for a December date. You know, so it might be better to have like a September, October, November or something. Just I wouldn't want to have it in December because you have the holidays and then you have town meeting the first week of December. So it might be good to have it before that. Good observation. Would that be workable, Mr. Fertig? Lee, and if, if you Late September, October, and November, avoiding Thanksgiving in late November, of course. Sound good to everybody? Okay, then let's uh, proceed as discussed. That's our plan. Perfect. Thank you, one and all. Agenda item number 13 uh, was an intended discussion and update on the family zoning requirements of the Massachusetts Bay Transit Authority MBTA communities executed by the Executive Office of Housing and Economic Development. Uh, we had had um, planned to have this on this evening's agenda, but for circumstances uh, beyond our control, we will reschedule this to one of the September meetings of the select board. Item number 14, and uh, Mr. McAuliffe is with us, so if he could be promoted if that has not already taken place. His discussion approval bond anticipated note fire station construction in the amount of $3 million. Mr. McCullough, can you join us? Welcome, Jim. He's muted. Unmuted, okay. Ah, very good. Thank you for uh, being with us. Okay, we held the uh, auction yesterday uh, for the fire station Band for $3 million. We got three bids. The winning bid was Oppenheimer and Company. They came in at a rate of 3.50. And they're giving us back a $10,530 premium, which brought the net interest cost down to 3.149. And we figured this is enough money to get us through the February borrowing, which will borrow again, um, continue the process of building the fire stations. Thank you, Mr. McAuliffe. Any questions for the town treasurer, please? Seeing Mr. Zolis, we- No, I was just gonna okay. make a motion. Thank you. We have a motion on the floor that's gonna be made by Mr. Zolis. Mr. Chair, I'll move to award the $3 million town of Milton, Massachusetts bond anticipation notes dated August 30th, 2022 and maturing August 30th, 2023 to Oppenheimer and company at a net interest cost of 3.149%. Is there a second, please? I'll second. 
Thank you, Ms. Musto. Any further discussion? Seeing none, roll call vote. Mr. Zulis? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. Mr. Doyle? Yes. Thank you. Okay, and the bonds will be in my office uh, to be signed tomorrow morning. I usually get in like seven, 10 past seven, if somebody wants to come early. And I'd like to get them out in FedEx by around 10 o'clock tomorrow. Okay, I'll make a sticky note right now. We'll be there, Jim. You like you're killing me. That's so early. <laughs> <laughs> we started earlier, Tom Paul. <laughs> he was there at 7.30 this morning. He was my first meeting. Thank you very much, Jim. All right, thank you. Good night. Have a good evening. Thanks. Item number 15, discussion approval of a proclamation, Milton Close Gold. And we should have Stephanie O'Keefe with us. Ms. O'Keefe. I don't see her. Uh, Corey McHugh. I don't see Corey either. Mr. Chair, there is an MPS webinar that has their hand raised. I'm going to guess that's the public schools, but I'm not sure. Okay, I see it. Thank you very much. Could we put out? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Would you introduce yourselves, please, and the subject at the end? Absolutely. My name is uh, Stephanie O'Keefe, and I'm here representing the Milton Public Schools tonight. And I hope Carrie McHugh is on. Do you see Carrie? Uh, I see her now, yes. Great. So we will, uh, she is a panelist, so she should be coming on momentarily. And I can't change my name. Unfortunately, I'm on my work computer, so, but I am Stephanie. Here's Carrie. Welcome, Carrie. Uh, you are very faint. Your audio. Uh... Let's try it again. How am there I? you go. Perfect. I was saying sorry. I don't know what happened, that, why I came on late, but uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. No problem at all. Glad to have you with us. So do I, would you like me just to kick off? Please. Perfect. So, I figured you had teamed it up and organized the presentation and the proclamation, so please go to it. I think we are ready. So uh, my name is Carrie McHugh. I um, am a Milton resident and I'm very excited to be here. Um, my son, Michael, uh, passed away in 2017 from a rare pediatric cancer. Um, and from his... Um, after his passing, we started a foundation um, called the MCM Fund um, to help support families who have um, suffered the ultimate loss from pediatric cancer. Um, the foundation helps pay for funeral expenses for families who are um, low income in the New England area. As a part of that, um, we have been working with the Milton Public Schools of the town of Milton and have created the Milton Glows Gold Program, um, which celebrates and honors the kids 
and families who battle pediatric cancer. Um, September is Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. Um, as part of this, uh, we do quite a few activities to raise awareness about cancer, about families who are impacted by cancer, um, but also have really created a program to bring kids, families, and schools together in a really positive fashion um, around Milton Grows Gold. There's a couple items that we do um, that you guys have been incredibly supportive of. Um, last year was really incredible. Um, one of them is Milton Grows Gold Night, where um, families in town put candles in their windows and uh, gold ribbons on their doors to uh, celebrate uh, pediatric cancer awareness. And then also people sign up to participate in a run, walk, ride um, in the hopes of pledging the number of miles um, that are equivalent to um, the number of kids who are diagnosed each year with pediatric cancer. Um, last year, a couple of pretty big things happened. Um, Governor Baker lit the Zakem Bridge Gold in honor of Milton Glows Gold. Um, and this year, uh, I am hoping, we're hoping that they're actually going to, they've, they've committed so far, we haven't had the final answer, but we believe that they're going to also um, glow the State House Gold in honor of the work of Milton Glows Gold. So I'm hoping, um, first of all, you guys have done a lot of great things for us. You have uh, given us the opportunity to have the banner in front of town hall, you, the electronic billboard, um, and a lot of other kind of great pieces. I'm hoping to build on that excitement in a couple of ways. One is um, to have uh, the town of Milton proclaim, excuse me, proclaim uh, September 30th as Milton Glows Gold Day. Um, and then we'd also in any way love you guys to participate in the run, walk, ride with a pledge um, to kind of get involved. Um, another piece I did not mention, and I really need to because they've been incredible, is the Milton Police Department and Milton Fire Departments have also uh, gotten teams, they've challenged each other, they've raised a lot of money, um, they're wearing gold ribbons, and so really kind of across the town there's been an incredible amount of support. So I think my, our requests are twofold. One is um, to make the 30th Milton Glows Gold Day um, kind of proclamation from you, and the second is uh, for you guys to at least personally consider uh, getting involved. Thank you, and you're to be commended uh, for what you have done. It's extraordinary. Thank you. Stephanie? So the schools are thrilled to be involved. This is our third year, 2019. We took a break in 2020 for COVID. And then in 2021, we had an incredibly successful year supporting uh, MCM and Milton Glows Gold. And for us, it's just a fantastic way to start the school year. Uh, the elementary schools are excited anyway, and this gives them sort of a focus. Our older kids, our fifth graders, our eighth graders, our upperclassmen at the high school uh, serve to sort of, uh, you know, lead the school in collecting coins and wearing gold, um, supporting Milton Glow's Gold Day, signing up to run, walk, and bike. Uh, they get excited because last year the uh, NPD came to the schools on the 30th, which is, a, you know, a lot of fun. Um, so for us, it's a win-win. We get to support a terrific uh, organization that does fantastic work with really local Milton ties. And it serves as a great community builder for us as we get back to school. So we're excited. We kick off on Monday the 12th of September, I think, or the 13th, whatever that Monday is. And we bring it right through to the end of the month. So... For us, it's great. We're looking forward to it. We start school a week from tomorrow, and we kick off uh, Milton Glasgow 
a couple weeks after that. So we're excited and thanks for having us tonight. We're really looking forward to the month. Thank you very kindly. And we have a proclamation. Um, Anne-Marie, either you or I could read it, if, um, whatever your preference. Um, you, you can read it, Mr. Chairman, that's fine. I will edit the bottom of the um, proclamation um, and change it to September. We, we hereby proclaim September 30th, Molten uh, Glove Gold Day. Thank you. The proclamation with that invitation will read as follows. Whereas the Michael C. McHugh Memorial Fund was founded to honor the life of Michael McHugh, a Milton boy who died from cancer in the summer of 2017. The fund focuses its giving on funeral and memorial expenses for low-income families that lose a child. Whereas September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and in September 2019, the MCM fund launched Milton Glow's Gold, as a way to raise awareness of the realities of childhood cancer in the United States. After a break in 2020 due to COVID, Milton Glow's Gold came roaring back in 2021. Milton's generosity and enthusiasm took um, new heights and exceeded all expectations. The events throughout the month of September 2021 raised more than $110,000 with support from almost 1,200 participants in a dozen businesses. The Milton Public Schools is a proud partner in Milton Glows Gold, and the events serve as a way to bring students, families, and staff together around a special and important issue. Whereas events include a Milton Glows Gold Night on September 30th, as families put gold ribbons on their doors and lights in their windows to show support. MPS schools participated in MGG in many ways, including wearing their MGG gold swag, collecting coins, donate, wearing gold in, at, a, at athletic events, generating excitement on social media, helping out with donation drives, and more. Milton Glow's Gold also had a walk, run, ride component that attempts to collectively complete a whopping 15,695 miles, one mile for every child diagnosed with cancer each year. Now, therefore, be it resolved that we, the Select Board of Milton, hereby urge all citizens of the town of Milton to join us in recognizing Milton Close Gold. Given this day, Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022, by the Milton Select Board. I would uh, ask for endorsement by the select board by acclamation, but we have to do a roll call vote. So, Mr. Zulis. I'll make a motion to approve the, uh, the proclamation as read. Thank you, Mr. Zulis. Is there a second, please? I'll, I'll second. <laughs> it's a tie. Ms. Musto, you got the last tie. I know. <laughs> so, Ms. Bradley, you got a second. Thank roll you. call vote. Mr. Zulis. Yes. Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Musto. Yes. And Mr. Doyle. It is unanimous by the participating select board members. Thank you both. Very, very kindly. Thank you. It's really lovely Chair and incredible. Oh, uh, Chair Doyle? Yes, please. Uh, Ms. Musto. And then I just, Mr. Zulis. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to um, commend 
um, Carrie, for all of this work, you know, taking a tragedy and making it into something positive. And I really commend you for that. Um, sounds like they do, you do wonderful work. And um, I do like the fact it's September 30th because that's my birthday. Oh. <laughs> my birthday is tomorrow. See, we can, we have a beginning and the end. Thank you so um, much. But I, I, I really commend say, you. That's this, hard would to do. Not be, this would not happen without the incredible support from Stephanie and our board. Um, really, the town of Milton has gone has gone all out. Nice to hear. Thank you, Mr. Zulas. You. You're recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chair, and thank you for this, uh, Stephanie and, and Carrie. And, and I just want to clarify one thing. When I when I looked at the participation, I want to uh, address the partici participation aspect. When I looked at it, I thought it was it was one mile run, walk, or, <laughs> or bike, and I thought, well, I could drag my sore Achilles one mile running, but but it's one mile for each of the 50. So, so is the idea you just run as much as you can to, to, to tabulate as many as possible? Or? So it's collective. So right. all of Milton coming together to complete the mileage. Okay. Um, and so it's however many miles that you can commit in the entire month of October. So in September, October. Okay. yes. So in September, you make a pledge for X and up. So let's say you wanted to do a mile a day, and I really think you can do a lot more than that, but let's just say that you're killing. More than a mile a day? <laughs> let's Whoa. say that all you Achilles could do was one mile. 30 then years ago, maybe. 30 <laughs> miles right. would be your pledge. So we're trying to get across the town, we're trying to get 15,695 miles. So one for each kid diagnosed. All right. We'll get you a t-shirt if you can do one for every day. You got it, Mike. One, I, for, I, one for every day? So you got to do 30. 30 days? 30 miles in a month. 30 miles. Well, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. They're very, I, think, I feel so confident in you. All right. October 31 days. Right. Yes, please. Carrie, we'll get in trouble if we don't mention that we're also having two blood drives. And oh, um, we don't have the dates yet. We're waiting for children's. They'll be mobile. And I think one will be at Pierce and one's at Cunningham Hall in the outside. So we'll get those dates out as soon as uh, Children's Hospital commits, but we'll, there'll be two in September, which will be great. Terrific. I just want to mention that um, though I've given uh, Mr. Zula some grief, I also should give Mr. Doyle some grief as well. Mr. Doyle, I think you might be able to uh, cap the number of miles that Mr. Zulas is doing. Well, I am a retired marathoner, so you've given me an incentive to dust off my uh, running shoes and uh, see if I can still do something. We will keep Thank we you. will keep our eye out for all of you. The, the, the okay. challenge the challenge is accepted. This is why I'm never going to be invited back again. I understand that. No, <laughs> love to have you back. We look forward to it next year, and happy birthdays all around. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Good evening. Thank you. Take care. We move on at this time to agenda item number 16, which is discussion, approval, requirements for appointing a zoning administrator as provided for in section 9-F of Milton's zoning bylaw. And we have uh, Mr. Frondack with us this evening. Uh, he's been promoted to panelist, and let's wait for him to join us to give an introduction to this very important topic. Thank you, Mr. Frondack. Uh, thank you with us. Thank you, Mr. Doyle, members of the board, Ms. Fagan, Mr. Napoli. Uh, pleasure to be here. Um, 
So we, we are uh, looking to um, utilize a, 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 a section of our zoning bylaw that, has, that, that was um, approved by town meeting back in uh, approximately 1989, but we've never had the need to use it. Um, and as a result of the, um, the onslaught of 40B proposals um, from the various developers, uh, it has really taken up all of the time of the Zoning Board of Appeals um, which I'd like to just take a moment to to uh, acknowledge uh, the amazing um, volunteerism and, and, and um, commitment, uh, dedication that they've made to the town in, in, in persevering through those hearings. Um, but as a result of of all of those hearings, the regular hearings um, for for the residents of Milton, um, the individual properties. Uh, people looking to put additions on and uh, seeking uh, special permits for, for um, uh, in-law apartments uh, have been delayed. The board hasn't been able to get to them. So we have a significant backlog of cases. And uh, it was pointed out to us actually by, by uh, attorney Marion McKetrick um, that this section of the zoning bylaw existed and could possibly, if we were to use, utilize it, could possibly... Um, create an expedited process to deal with some of um, some of the backlog. Uh, so we're hoping to um, we're hoping to get the board support in, in, in moving forward with that process and utilizing a zoning administrator. Uh, and it is a three part process. Um, uh, the first uh, the first uh, tonight what we're here to do is is, is uh, approve the qualifications for the for a zoning administrator. Uh, once that's complete, the Zoning Board of Appeals uh, makes the appointment of, of their choosing, uh, and then that, that appointment is subject to confirmation by the select board again. Um, so uh, myself, uh, Chairman John Lennon from the Board of, of Appeals, and uh, Tim Zawinski have been talking about this for some time now, uh, and um, although the board um, sets the qualifications for uh, the zoning administrator, um, we thought it best uh, for Mr. Leonard to suggest some uh, qualifications, which I, I believe you all have with you. Um, and um, I, I guess that, that that's what I would have to say about that and, and um, turn it back to the board. Thank you, Mr. Frondag. For um, the public, uh, would you be willing to... Um, read the suggested qualifications of the zoning board I, administrator that are being put forward, or would you like me to cover that base for you? Yeah, unfortunately, I, I consider myself a tech idiot. Um, and I, 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 although I have them somewhere, I was not able to pull them up here at home on the computer. So I don't have them in front of me, unfortunately. I'll be happy to pinch it for you, Joe. Thank you. Uh, these are the suggested qualifications. There are six. Five years minimum residency in the town of Milton. Five year minimum experience as an attorney in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts in good standing with reasonable zoning experience or five years real estate experience and a bachelor's degree in urban studies or land use planning. Reasonable familiarity with zoning principles and practices and a general and knowledge of both. Um, and a general and um, 
and knowledge of the Milton Zoning Bylaw. In particular, possess the ability to exercise sound judgment, to communicate clearly, both orally and in writing, be organized, thorough, consistent, and objective, to be patient, kind, and caring in dealing with the public and administering the duties of the zoning administrator at public hearings. Uh, for further information, we have a reference to the types of cases to be referred to such zoning administrator, cases involving applications for special permits and or variances, which are routine, straightforward, not objectively controversial or politically sensitive, and which are not reasonably expected to involve significant opposition or raise novel issues of first impression or otherwise generate substantial public controversy or municipal concerns. I hope that's helpful to you. Uh, we have a motion to support this. Is there a member of the select board who would uh, move that motion? I'll second it, Mr. Chair. I might have missed the motion, but um, but if you're looking for a second, I can do that. Okay, uh, Roxanne, are you moving the motion? Then there in seconding. Oh, sure, sure. I will move that. Um, move to approve the following appointments: appointing a zoning administrator as provided for in section uh, 9-F of Milton Zoning Bylaw. Thank you, Ms. Musto and Ms. Bradley. Uh, any further discussion? Seeing none, roll call vote. Mr. Zulis? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. And Mr. Doyle, yes. So Mr. Frondack, this is the first of a three-step process that you identified in your remarks. So we look forward to having you back in the not too distant future. Sure, and I will first thing tomorrow morning forward this approval to uh, Chairman Leonard. Uh, and then uh, I'm sure he will uh, get back to us shortly with the board's uh, appointment. Thank you very much, Mr. Prondack. Okay, thank you all. Have a good night. You thank too. Good night. Agenda item number 17 is discussion approval special town meeting Monday, December 5, 2022. I almost said December 25. What a temptation. <laughs> hey, Warren closing date, Wednesday, October 12th. Uh, 2022 and B special town meeting timeline. And um, I will just run through that very, very quickly. Uh, Wednesday, October 12th, the cited select board will close the warrant. Tuesday, October 18th, the select board approved articles for inclusion in the warrant. Select board approved warrant index and greeting pages. On the 19th, email articles to the warrant committee. On Tuesday, November 1, select board to approve the warrant. Wednesday, November 2, final articles to the printer. Thursday, November 10, warrant to the printer. Wednesday, November 16, printer to deliver warrant to the post office. November 18, warrant in homes and post office. And Monday, December 5, 2022, special town meeting. Just to let you know what goes into this in the background, with some of those dates being relatively tight. Any uh, discussion? Um, we have proposed uh, Mr. Zulis. So Mr. Chair, and I think everyone understands this, but I don't know that we need to point it out or not. Um, 
the way we, we've set out the timeline for emailing the articles to the Warren Committee, then the Warren Committee only has about 12 days between getting, technically, between getting the articles and when the Warren has to go to the printer. So I, they just can, you know, we I, I guess we all understand that we're gonna be sending articles as they come in, mm -hmm. right? And maybe it'll say no later than that day, mm -hmm. you know, from the present until, just so everybody understands, the Warren Committee is gonna be getting these articles before Wednesday, October 19th, because otherwise they just, they won't have a chance to, to do it. So that's the only, the only thought. I don't know that we need to change it and say that we're gonna be doing it, you know, between now and, and those dates, but as long as we all understand it, as long as the Warren Committee understands it, <laughs> we want them to think they're only gonna get, you know, two weeks to, to look at everything. Mm -hmm. That's very helpful. Uh, the least we can do is footnote the schedule to that effect. Any other comments? If not, uh, do we have um, a motion? Um, Mr. Chair, I'll move, I'll move to approve the warrant closing date of um, Wednesday, October 12, 2022 with a special town meeting. And, and this would, of course, include um, approving the timeline for the special town meeting schedule for December 5. I was going to do that separate, but I want to put it, put it all together. So I'll yeah. move to approve the warrant closing date. Um, um, the warrant closing date of Wednesday, October 12, 2022 for the, the December 2022 special town meeting and the town timeline as uh, as published this evening. Thank you, Mr. Zillis. Is there a second, please? I'll second it. Thank you, Ms. Musto. Any further comment? Seeing none, roll call, Mr. Zillis. Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. And Mr. Doyle? Yes. We move on to agenda item number 18, which is a, an information discussion regarding the establishment of um, Milton Public Meeting podcast uh, initiated by Jay Fundling. And Mr. Fundling is uh, with us. Could you, uh, he has been moved up the panelists. So we'll welcome uh, Jay in just a minute. I know he is uh, multitasking this evening. There he is. Welcome and thank you for being with us, Mr. Fumbling. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so my name is Jay Fumbling. I'm at 39 Size Lane. I'm a town meeting member and a member of the Warrant Committee. And I just wanted to share what I've something I've put together. I've made the audio of some of the town public meetings available in podcast form. I wanted to provide an alternate way to follow along with the public meetings. Uh, I, I find that for myself, it's easier to follow a public meeting. If I just have the audio in my headphones, it's easier to listen to that while I'm washing dishes, while I'm out on the walk. It's just a lot easier to do other things and listen to the meeting rather than sit down and watch the video. So I chatted with M8 with Milton Access TV, and I would like to emphasize this is just me doing it on my own. It's not, it's not part of the Warrant Committee. It's not part of Milton Access TV. Any mistakes that come through are entirely mine. Uh, but I chatted with Milton Access TV. They did not object to my grabbing the audio from their recordings. So, uh, so I'm doing that. Um, a bit delayed, but again, any delays is not due to MATV. It's due to me. I've contacted the chairs of the various boards that have their meetings broadcast on Milton Access TV because I want to let them know that their words will be going out there. 
And at the moment, I have, I think, five meetings out on the podcast. I probably should have been prepared for this. I've got at least one select board meeting out there. I know because I was listening to it in my car the other day. And a warrant committee meeting and uh, at least one, uh, yeah, at least one planning board meeting and school committee meeting. So those are out there. If you want to find the podcast, it is on the podcast is currently on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Casts, which you may not have heard of, but that's the one I use personally. And really this podcast is aimed for an audience of one. And if anybody else uses it, that's even better. Uh, if somebody has a podcast app that they like and this is not on their feed, uh, feel free to contact me. Again, I don't know if I told you the name. I got pretty creative when I named it. It's called Milton, Massachusetts Public Meetings. Uh, I am not, I like to say I'm not editing or adding any commentary. This is not me coming on talking about the meetings. I'm just grabbing the Milton Access TV audio and putting it out there. <coughs> the only things I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing two things. I've gotten rid of the silent time when the board is in executive session. So when I publish this meeting in a few days, I'll just cut out that. 45 minutes or however long you're in executive session to now that silence. And also if a meeting goes over three hours, I have to split the file in half. You'll get it all in one chunk, but I had to split the file in half. So you'll notice somewhere in the middle, there's some sort of imperfect join. But aside from that, I'm not editing things or adding commentary. Uh, questions, comments? Uh, I missed it. Um, you have been in communication, of course, with Open Access TV and you want to comment on that, Jay? Uh, yeah, I just reached out to them, asked if they had any objections. I, I chatted with uh, Becky Padera and um, Michael Lynch, maybe? Not Mike Lynch, but it was um, Shane? Shane. Shane? Yeah. And you know, Shane sort of emphasized what I've already said. He said, emphasize that this is not an MATV production. It's not. All the mistakes are mine. And he said, you know, just make sure that people know their, their words are going out there. I haven't had anyone object to say we don't want our meetings broadcast. I, I'm not entirely sure if I'm asking permission or just giving people information. But obviously, yeah. if somebody strenuously objects to me putting it out there. Then it's, and it, it's information and with attribution to Open Access TV. Uh, questions and comments from members of the select board. This, from my perspective, brings government closer to our citizens and therefore our citizens closer to town government. Ms. Fagan, did I see your hand? No. Okay. <laughs> Ms. Musto. Hi, Jay. I just have a quick question because I'm not that tech savvy. Um, so when people go on the podcast, does it generate income or anything or how does that work? That's a good question. Um, it, it does not. I mean, I could have signed up for ads, but I figured, again, if I'm going to have an audience of one or maybe two or three, I'm not going to do it. No, no ads, no income. I'm not making money off this. Good question. Because it sounds like a big undertaking. <laughs> um, it's really not. It's really, I click a button to grab the Milton Access TV video, click another button to turn it into an audio file, click another button to upload it. Okay. Thank you. But I'm glad that sounds impressive. Mm -hmm. Any further comments or questions for Mr. Pendley? Mr. Sillis, I see your hand. You're recognized. 
So I think it's fantastic. Um, I think you deserve a lot of credit, Jay. And uh, you know, <coughs> you know, with all due respect to all of us, you're a bit of a glutton for punishment. In this <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I listen. I listened to your meeting from two weeks ago while I was driving. It was, I mean, for for me, it was the perfect uh, way to do it. So again, if someone has a pocket has a podcast app that they like that mine's not on, reach out to me. I'm at J the letter J Fumling at Town of Milton. And, uh, there you go. Thank you very much for taking time this evening to be with us for this introduction. It's very informative, uh, very helpful to many, and uh, in the future even uh, more so. Um, if there's any way we can be supportive, let us know. And um, I know you were multitasking, as I said earlier, so we'll allow you to return it to your other task at this time. Thanks a lot. Good night now. At this time, we'll return to agenda item number 20, um, 19 rather, which is a discussion and an update of the volunteer process of select board appointed committees. And this is something that uh, Aaron and Roxanne have been working on. They are co-chairs of this uh, new select board committee. So at this point, I'll turn it over to the two of you to provide us an update on how things have been moving forward. Um, I, I was just gonna say that we haven't met since the day before our last meeting, so I don't have anything to update between our last meeting and today. I don't know if Aaron has anything different. Okay. Um, Aaron, any comment beyond that which Roxanne? No, we haven't met. Um, I believe that we're meeting the 15th possibly of September um, due to some vacations. I don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, I might just be having fog brain right now, but I don't know that we ever updated the committee on our first meeting. It, and if we did. That's, that did not take place. So oh, that's okay. Exactly okay. So, um, so I'd love to take this opportunity to update um, not only you, Mr. Chair and Mr. Vice Chair, but also members of the town that happen to be watching or listening um, <laughs> now. Um, we had an extremely productive meeting um, back in August. I don't have the exact date off the top of my head. Um, but we met with um, also not only the current town hall employee that works with boards and committees, but we also met with the town clerk's office who was present. Um, we, we really listened to what their concerns were, what some of the, the issues that have been for the last, uh, as, as the town clerk said, eight years she's been trying to get some of these processes streamlined. Um, I am very excited, I, I'm not gonna lie. I think um, we can bang this out by the end of the year. I think that come January, we can unroll a whole new um, process that's very transparent and public. And by a whole new process, I mean, the current process just with some more um, some more words around it. So um, we will be explaining how the committees get appointed. There'll be a little uh, blurb with each committee about how what the time commitment is, what the what that committee studies. Um, Roxanne's the, the next meeting we're going to have on the fifteenth. Her big item, which I completely agree with her, is um, really going through the current boards and committees that are listed. There are 92 boards and committees in the town of Milton right now. 
Um, and some of those are obviously done. Um, I wouldn't say defunct, but they have finished their charge. So we are going through, we're working with attorney Freitag um, and Suzanne and, and uh, in the town folk in the town administrator's office and the clerk's office to go through those and really make sure that we aren't being redundant in some of our committees and the ones that are already completed their task can be taken off the website and archived so that it doesn't clog up what our citizens see when they go to our website. Um, we have a discussion around um, updating our website and I'm really looking forward to Mr. Milano coming on board since he did speak about just doing that in his town um, because it's something that it, it needs to be a process where our, our town residents can click on something and be able to fill out a form electronically. Um, they need to be able to see who, when the terms expire. Um, there was a lot of discussion around terms and appointments and making sure that the clerk's office gets that paperwork back. They spend a lot of their time chasing down committee appointments, um, trying to get that required paperwork signed and filled out and sworn in, and people taking the open meeting training. It is a massive undertaking. So um, by the discussion that we had, we're really looking to streamline that and make it a more open and transparent process. So I'm super jazzed. Um, there was a lot of discussion around ways to get more involvement of town residents. So making sure that those announcements go out in the bills. So like the stormwater bill, the, um, the you know, the other taxes that we pay, Milton Times, having them possibly run something um, about an open and close period where people can apply to be on committees during a specific time. So all these things are, are just percolating. We haven't written one word down yet, mm -hmm. um, but, I'm <laughs> but I'm hoping we're gonna do that soon in between my classes. I am gonna take a crack at trying to write some procedures for us, um, which obviously Mr. Chair will come to, uh, come to the board and come to the policy committee, which you and I are on. Um, for review. So uh, like I said, I'm really excited and I think it's going to be a great thing. And I'm, I apologize that it has taken eight years for us to get to this point, but I can't wait for 2023 and a new way of making sure that our boards and committees are really transparent and, uh, and all of our residents feel like they're included. So thank you for allowing Roxanne and I to have this opportunity. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. And we're blessed in Milton with the level of volunteerism. Uh, that we have. It's uh, really a wonderful hallmark for the community. Ms. Musto, um, recognized. Yes. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I thought we had spoken at our last meeting, so I'm glad you spoke up, Erin. Um, so a lot of what Erin said, we're both committed to transparency in government, so I think, you know, that's a, a thing that we should all be striving for and uh, to continue to do that. I think a lot of what we want to do is, as Erin pointed out, there are a lot of committees. The 92 also includes people that are elected and so forth. So, I mean, there are some committees that are on there that haven't met in several years. Some are similar what they do. Anything that we um, look at, try to streamline or combine, um, we would always bring it to the full board for approval. Um, and what we were thinking of doing is seeing if they can do an archive page. We would try to work first with, um, you know, Rob Millette in IT and see what he's able to do, help to sit down with him at some point to give some direction on, you know, I, I think the archiving would be good. I think the other thing is when people go to sign up for or look at committees, when you get the form that they fill out, it might say, 
you know, so many members or whatever, but then the webs, the, the actual, when you go look it up, the uh, actual committee on the website, it might have a different number. Not all of the committees have a charge listed for them, as we've noticed, and we're trying to figure out what, you know, what they actually do. Um, so I think there are a lot of cleanup to be done. Um, and then, you know, to try to make it, uh, you know, make it easy so people can see where the vacancies are. Um, and as Erin uh, had mentioned, town clerk came in and she had a lot of great ideas um, on things and talking about some kind of a manual that would be given to all new um, members of committee so they know what is expected in terms of, you know, if you're actually running a committee that you have to post for the committee, that you have to have minutes, you have to be um, having those minutes approved and then put on the website. and. Um, you know, all of the rules around that. And Kevin Freitag was present, you know, in terms of listening to some of that. We do have a tentative meeting in September, but that may be changed because of some personal changes at town hall. So we will have to figure that out. Um, but as I said, anything that we bring forward, you know, is really in the spirit of streamlining, making things simple and easy and accessible for the public making sure that the information is easy to understand. And, you know, in Milton, we're really fortunate. We have so many talented people. Sometimes it's gonna be hard if we get a lot of applications for different things, figuring out, you know, who to put on certain committees because we have a lot of talent out there. So um, we're just trying to do the best we can do and um, working together on that. So thank you. Thank you. Are you open to a suggestion and a question? I have one of each. The suggestion is on the form that you mentioned, uh, at the very end, it gives people the option of providing some additional information about themselves. And uh, that's always been a little bit frustrating when uh, we don't have that type of uh, information. Uh, as you modify the form, maybe we could at least, uh, if not requesting a, a full resume, uh, a one-pager that relates uh, the person's background to uh, the um, position that they're expressing an interest in. And actually, Mr. Chair, we can make that a requirement um, in order to submit the form, actually. We'll leave it to your deliberations. Uh, yeah, we'll discuss it, sure. That you bring forward. And you mentioned, Erin, um, the, uh, the process that's involved and the offices that are involved, uh, the amount of time that goes into this um, at the town side is very considerable as well, yes. uh, let alone uh, the time of all of the volunteers that are included in the process. And uh, it's, I wonder if there's a way in which this could be staggered so that every year 100% of the uh, volunteers don't have to be processed. But maybe we could do something like exists with the U.S. Senate, one-third, one-third, one-third. So that people know they have um, a two-year term or a three-year term or one-year term, which then gets converted over time. And um, they don't have to uh, uh, be worried about every year coming to the clerk's office and being sworn in, but rather just sworn in for a period of time uh, for a particular committee or board. Just a thought. Absolutely, yeah. Mr. Chair. I, I think we can bring that to the to the clerk's office. I know that the right. open meeting law needs to be reviewed every two years. 
Yeah. Um, so I think that that will be part of it. Um, and also the clerk had suggested doing, she used to do, uh, I think she said, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I feel like it was a while ago, um, so many years ago, she used to do like a massive swearing in on the, um, did, on the front yeah. line, right? And I don't remember when she, when that happened, but everybody was sworn in together. Um, and her right. thought was that in September, there would be a training session where she could get all the forms signed um, unless a committee was gonna meet before then uh, at the high school so that everything will be done um, in what, what would make their lives easier. Whatever makes the, the town employees and the town clerk's office, their job easier to handle the, you know, over 350 volunteers right. that serve on these committees, I will do whatever. I'm totally deferring to them because this is their job and they know it the best. So I will take that to her and mention the one third, one third. Um, and I appreciate your feedback. Uh, and that's not trying to create, but something along those lines. And uh, well, I think we should ask um, the town clerk since she's the one who's responsible for that. Let's ask her what if she thinks that, you know that would be a good idea or what other ideas she might have as well. Um, and town council has some input too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, any other comments or suggestions for Erin and Roxanne? Well, seeing none, thank you both very, very much for this update. It's um, a very important part of our future. Item number 20 on the agenda, committee appointments. A is the Airplane Noise Advisory Committee. There is one vacancy. Um, on the Airplane Noise Advisory Committee at the present time. And as you mentioned, your work will be um, being polished up in uh, January. In the meantime, town government uh, moves on. So mm -hmm. what I'd like to uh, put on the floor at this point in time is a recommended um, process for the select board to follow and the appointment of the Airplane Noise Advisory Committee um, vacancy. There are, I think, a number of candidates for that and uh, different ways in which we could proceed possibly and have this on our agenda for maybe the uh, September 7th meeting. Any comments? Well, Mr. Zillis, your recommendation. Well, Mr. Chair, my understanding is that there's two ways to proceed. Either, either we can list all of the applicants on our agenda and discuss them all in open session, or we can delegate to a subset of the board, whether it be one person or two, two people, uh, delegate to uh, that subset the responsibility of coming up with a slate, whether here it would be one, uh, one a recommendation to the board. I think those are the two ways to do it. Either you list them all or you delegate to, to, uh, to a subset of the board um, uh, coming up with a recommendation. And I, if I have that wrong, Kevin or anyone can correct me. I think that's the way we've done it in the past. I think one other option that we have uh, that town council mentioned was um, you could have a nomination coming to the select board from the committee. So we have several approaches um, that could be considered as outlined here. And uh, we have a preference, a direction to move forward on. 
So just a point of clarification, Mr. Chair. So if it's a nomination from the, from the committee, will the, will the agenda reflect just the one name and nominated by the committee? In that instance, as in the past, it would be the one name that would be put forward to the select board. Okay. We have, uh, I saw some heads nodding and Roxanne, you're recognized. Um, I, I, I wanted to see what the rest of the board thought, but I mean, I really feel like we want to stress that transparency is really essential with these um, appointments and so forth. That's what people really are interested in with town government. So I'd love to hear what some of the other members think. Because we have so many good candidates, you know. Well, Mrs. Zulos, you recognize. Well, there's, there's a couple of there's a couple of contrary thoughts, right? On the one hand, you can list everyone and talk about everyone in public session. On the other hand, there have been times when people are not so wild about having their names discussed in public session and maybe not not uh, uh, not uh, being chosen or uh, not uh, not being. Um, uh, uh, not being discussed in a positive way. So, so that, and that, and the thought, the concern is that that would depress uh, people from, uh, from, from uh, applying. Um, we've done it both ways. You know, we, we, we uh, listed everyone at times and at times we've delegated it. Um, you know, if, if we've had a lot of applicants for that committee, um, you know, maybe the, and, and with, if we want to make sure everyone's uh, it's clear who's applied to the committee, um, then we could just list all the candidates and talk about them in, in, in an open session. Ms. Bradley, you had your hand. I'm sorry, I missed it. Totally fine, Mr. Chair. Thank you so much. Um, I'm wondering if we can split the difference. Um, I'm wondering if we can list everybody that's applied and also ask for a recommendation from the chair of the Airplane Noise Committee. Um, and say that that is the one that we will be discussing since that's the one that came forward from the chair of that committee. But in the same token, we'd be also doing the transparency piece where people's uh, names would be listed. I, um, I, I differ with Mike a little bit on this, just a tad. Um, if people are applying for a public committee, I feel like their names um, can be made public. Um, it's a public committee. It would be it would be accessible under a FOIA request. Um, so I don't see an issue with names being listed. I do see an issue with other pieces of their you know application being listed. Um, but I think that way at least we can appease the transparency piece, but also really get input from the airplane noise committee. I mean, I think they are the ones that are working on this, so they're they they should have some input on this. Um, on a side note, I won't be there at that meeting. So whatever plan you guys take is great <laughs> with me. <laughs> well, we'll settle on the plan tonight while you're here. And then we'll uh, <laughs> have the vote at that meeting. Um, Mr. Silas. Yeah, let me be clear. I, I have no issue with listing everyone. Um, and I don't think anyone who applies has an issue with being listed. There have been occasions in the past where people have um, been um, a little unhappy about being discussed in open session and having that discussion um, and uh, in open session. 
um, of all the things. That's that's been the only feedback that we've received Thank on you. occasion. I don't, you know, I mean, as you say, if people apply, then they've opened themselves up. But I, but I do, I don't think, you know, um, um, there's a balance there, right? You don't want you don't want to depress people from from applying if they think, oh, these people are going to be talking about me on TV, and all I wanted to do was help out on on the on shade trees, right? <laughs> so anyway, so I just wanted to clarify. Ms. Musto, and then I have a comment. Sure. Um, I think it's important. I, I like, you know, some of the comments that my fellow members have said. I do think that we have to be transparent. The process has to be transparent. That is why we got elected, is to be transparent with the public. So I'm of the belief that if you run for something or you want to be on a board or committee, I think putting a name on a list, to me, I don't have a problem with it. As far as discussing everybody, when you look at the list, you you know you have looked already at what they've submitted, and you have some ideas. And you doesn't mean you have to negatively talk about different people. You might have preferences that you want to talk about certain people that are on that list. Preferences. Um, so that would be the way I think of it. The other thing is, it's obviously great to get input from the chair of a committee, but the other thing we have to remember is that we're the electeds. These people that are on committees are, are not elected. We're the ones who are appointing. We're the appointing authority. So we're really, we appointed people to all of these committees that are chairs and on committees. I've been on committees before. Um, I don't re recall being asked as a chair, like who I want to put on a committee or whatever. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to ask a chair. I have no problem with that and getting their feedback. But I don't want it to be that we are basing our decisions solely on what a chair of a committee says when we are looking at all of our candidates. You know, um, that's how we get some diversity on committees um, and we get different viewpoints or whatever. So I, I don't think there's a bad thing to do that. I mean, that would be my thought process. And again, I think if you list everybody, it doesn't mean you have to talk about each of those candidates. It could be the ones that you feel rose to the top on you know, closest to being on a committee or something. Um, and as I said, we have to remember that we're the appointing authority. So if we're the appointing authority, then we're the appointing authority and we have to, you know, take everybody's input, but ultimately we're responsible for that. My thought was a combination of your conversations, the possibility of, yes, having all of the candidates um, open, transparent, ask not the chair of the committee, but ask possibly through the chair for the committee uh, to make a recommendation. But if they do, they have to give to us the reasons why they support that particular candidate. So it's, it's not, we're not saying you the chair, you pick, we're saying vet this to the committee Sort of like what you do in a department or a division where they need an organization. The candidates come in through HR or whatever appropriate tour, but everybody goes to the department. They get interviewed multiple times, sometimes too many times. Some of us have found. And uh, then a recommendation goes from the department to the, the people upstairs in HR and so on down the line. And uh, a decision is made. But I don't want to use the word hybrid, 
but maybe a little combination. Um, Ms. Bradley, you're recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I, I really like um, the way that you phrased that. Um, and I, I just, I, I really think that that's a, a really nice way to go. I wanted to say really quickly that while we do appoint um, these folks to serve on the committees, they are elected chair by their fellow committee members. So um, we often try and get as many people as we can from different and diverse backgrounds on committees. Um, and then it's the collective of them that elect the chair. So um, I, I love the idea of them putting it through the committee and, and really talking about it and coming back to us with, uh, with a recommendation since they are the ones that are doing this work and are really in the weeds, just like I wouldn't tell you know, the town clerk's office how to do their voting registration or whatever it may be. Um, we really need to rely on the people that are the experts on the committee. So I, I really appreciate your words just now. Thank you. You're, you're putting that forward as the process? Sure, Mr. Chair. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. um, reactions to it, just so that we all know where we're going together. Ms. Musto. Hi, I just wanted to say, I think I have no problem with listening to what the chair says or the committee comes up with, but I just wanna make sure that we're not ruling other people out when we're, when we're doing that, you know. Um, everybody has an opinion and an observation. Um, and I feel that we also have to look at all of the candidates too. And so while we, yes. we listen to what, you know, committees tell us, of course we do. Um, those are our peers too, but we are the elected people that that, that appoint people on committees, which include when the committee figures out who the chair is. So in, in the spirit of being transparent, I think it's fine to get the opinion of a committee or the chair, but I wanna make sure that we are going to commit to looking at all of the candidates, even if it isn't somebody that the chairs or the committees have thought of. And that's what was explicitly expressed and I think it contained in what Aaron put forward. Uh, we would have indeed all of, a review of all of the candidates as select board members, in addition to what comes forward as a recommendation from the, the committee. So one does not offset the other. Mr. Zulis. And that wouldn't be a change to what we've been doing since I've been on the board. So, you know, the fact that we, uh, look at all the candidates, consider all the candidates. You know, there's, there, there have been times when there's been a lot. For example, when we did the Equity and Justice Committee, we had about 50 applications. And so rather than list uh, more than 50 applications, we delegated it and we came up with a slate of 11 names. Uh, we delegated to me, we came up with a slate of 11, 11 names and then we voted on the slate. So um, so it's no different So than, than we've been doing for um, you know, since I've been here and uh, whether we, we, we haven't always gotten um, a recommendation from a chair or from a committee, but you know, if you want to get a recommendation, that's fine. It doesn't mean we have to accept it. Right. Some feedback that we have. So are we together on the process? I see affirmatives and thumbs up. So uh, we'll outline that. I know Emory and uh, Lynn have uh, captured this outcome and we'll move accordingly for the Illinois Advisory Committee. Thank you for that good discussion. Very, very valuable. Item number 21 on the agenda is discussion approval appointment process for the Master Plan Implementation Committee. As we all know, um, 
town meeting has uh, added uh, two additional positions on the master plan implementation committee. Um, and um, what might be good for us to do tonight is to focus primarily on the process that we want to follow for the identification and the appointment of those uh, two new members. We know um, that there's uh, one member whose term goes until January of this year, and there's a strong likelihood that uh, for other members, the representative from the planning board, the representative um, uh, from the select board, and uh, two members who were on the uh, implementation work when it was begun about eight years ago, uh, uh, candidates for reappointment in all likelihood. So what, what I'd like to suggest is we zero in or focus in on um, the two new positions. Remember, it was increased at town meeting from five to seven, if that makes sense. Okay. Any suggestions, um, comments? Um, there are a number of options that might be creatively developed. Um, we discussed uh, some earlier. Another one might be uh, possibly to have one member delegated from the select board, one member from the planning board, uh, going back to what some of the original um, uh, work was uh, to come up with uh, two candidates to, that would be then forwarded to each of the boards. Uh, I think the door is wide open. I don't have a particular recommendation to make at this particular time. Mr. Zulis. So, so my understanding is this is a joint appointment. So I, 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 it don't, is. I, I, so I don't know if we're gonna discuss candidates and have a vote. I don't know how we do it without a joint meeting, right? Um, so, I, so I think as a, at, at the first instance, we're gonna have to have a joint meeting to have the vote uh, and the discussion, right? We've done that before when we've appointed um, when we have we had to appoint members to uh, the Parks Commission when there was a vacancy, it was a joint appointment uh, with the Parks Commission and the, and the Select Board. So when we've had those before, those vacancies, we've we've kind of we've we've done a joint meeting. So I, it seems to me we have to have a joint meeting. And then the question is, well, who are we going to vote on? Are we going to list all of the applicants? Are we going to we're going to get feedback from the Master Plan Implementation Committee? Are we going to delegate? My understanding is. I saw a little bit of planning board meeting and they, 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 they did delegate to a subset of their board. Um, and then they came up with three candidates. I think they were under the misimpression that there were, there were three openings in addition to, to the, the three openings. Whereas if, if we're going to appoint the four and, and then we have the one uh, Ms. Benson who's going to be on until next January regardless. So, so, I, so I think, so I think, you know, they have three that we that they've come up with, and 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 the question is, well, do we vote on them if we have a joint, joint meeting, or do we do we have the slate, or do we look at them all? I mean, I can tell you that the the, the, the planning board had a checklist of what was important to them in in coming up with their slate, and and you know I wrote them down quickly. There was ten. I didn't get them all, but the first was you know how long they've lived in Milton, 
what type of properties they own, do they own a business, how much financially invested in the town, I don't know what that means really, likelihood of remaining in Milton, not sure how you make determine that, but active in neighborhoods, you get that. Uh, what is their Milton network? Not sure what really that meant. And then, and then down at the bottom, I think it's professional qualification. So we might agree with that, uh, those that checklist. We, we might agree with the two, the two or three people they suggested, or we may want to open it up. But I think I think at core, we kind of need a joint meeting to do that. Thank you. Other comments or thoughts, Ms. Bradley. Thank you so much, Mr. Chair. Um, so I also watched the planning board meeting um, and I'm gonna get back to that in a second, but um, I really liked what member Zulis, Vice Chair Zulis said about a joint meeting. I think that we should stick with what has been the process and since it's to be um, jointly appointed, I agree with him that we should have a joint meeting. Um, I did not see that the planning board actually voted on the three people that they put forward. Um, it's my understanding that it was, um, it was, I, I, it was, I don't want to say dismissed, but they were, they decided that they determined that they would wait until they heard from the MPIC on who the MPIC thought should come forward. Um, while I was on vacation last week, I did have some communications with Suzanne and Meredith Hall, who is the chair of the planning board regarding the, um, some of the names that were cited because I didn't have copies of those applications. And it comes to come to find out some of the people that had applied weren't even listed on the chair of the planning board's list or Suzanne's list, but I had found them in a file that Suzanne had sent me a while ago. Um, before we go any further, <laughs> I think that we need to make sure that we're all working off the correct list of those that have applied and that not only the select board, but the planning board and the MPIC committee has all of the applications to review. Um, I wanna make sure that nobody's left off. I wanna make sure that those that have applied um, get a fair opportunity. Um, and so that would be where I'd like to start this process, Mr. Chair. Uh, I, I'm open to hear what others on, on our committee have to say. I will say that um, I would hope that you, Mr. Chair, uh, would make sure that we didn't have a checklist like this to go over. Um, it was very appalling to me to hear some of the um, boxes that were being talked about during that committee. And the chair of the committee, um, it, she didn't disagree, but she also didn't um, stop that from happening. I don't think that if you own property in the town, it means that you love the town any more than my neighbor right there, who's been renting there for the last 20 years. She's lived here longer than me. And it's not right that we, um, as a town, and I'm, I'm getting emotional because this is really, I'm, I was really upset about this. Um, it is not okay that we put an emphasis on people that own property in our town. It's not okay that we put an emphasis on, um, on how many properties you own or what your skin in the game is in our town. If you live in this town and you've made a commitment to live in this town, I believe you have skin in the game. If you live next to me and you rent, I treat you the same way as that person right over there 
that owns a big giant house doesn't matter to me and it shouldn't matter to any of us. Those that rent have the same rights that I do, the same rights in this town. And if they're willing to volunteer to be on a committee, God love them. I mean, these committees are rough. They meet all the time. Good God, they take energy. There's anger, there's bickering, there's all this stuff. And I just, I was really taken aback by what was said um, when I watched that. You lost it. I'm sorry. I said I was really- You've been lost. I don't think I've been- Lost your audio. Can you hear me, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I I didn't get that. Could you try again? Mr. Chair, it's your Surrey. You hit a Surrey button. Interesting question. I know, Surrey, she loves me. Um, so that's why you couldn't hear me. That's okay. Okay. We understand. So I just I just wanted to say that I would hope that moving forward, we as a town would have a, a wider view of those that apply to be on our committees and not try and set forth um, check boxes, just, you know, how long you've lived in this town. I've lived here a lot less time than that neighbor that's been here for 20 years renting that entire time. Um, she knows everybody on the street. I can't remember anybody's name. It doesn't matter. And I just, I would hope, Mr. Chair, that as we move forward as our committee, that you would make sure that you hold myself and everybody else to the line of inclusion and the uh, the line of wanting our neighbors to apply to committees. So I, um, that's where I start and I stand. And, and I'm, I thank you for this moment because I was really upset, really upset. You're most welcome, and um, I've underscored the point that all of the applicants will be identified, and all of the applicants will go to the select board, the planning board, and the master plan implementation committee. That's is that a correct understanding? From your yes, Mr. Chair. Yes, and I do have a list. I went over the list with Suzanne and Meredith. I can't remember what day it was. It might have been Thursday or Wednesday. Again, I was on vacation. I don't know. Um, but I believe that we have an up-to-date list as of that one. Um, I think that, you know, there's just a lot happening and I think it just got lost in the way. And I just want to make sure that every application is being reviewed that came in. Thank you. Yep. Ms. Musto, and then I'll have a comment. Um, yes. I wanted to say that um, I did like Mike's idea about uh, the joint committee meeting. I think we should have that. Um, and I think... I think we have most of the applications. So to your point, Erin, we should make sure that we have them all. Um, And just briefly looking at them, I think we have a lot of, again, talented variety of people. So I think that's good news. And um, I look forward to having a joint meeting and and discussing the different candidates. Thank you. Okay. Um, My observation is uh, tied to something mentioned earlier this evening with respect to um, what we have as information on the, the candidates. Uh, I, it would seem to be extremely important to us to have at least a one-pager uh, on every candidate in the application that shows his or her fit with what the charge of the MPIC is. That's what this seems to be all about. And uh, the closer that we can get uh, to that, um, 
the better. Also, um, I'll report later that uh, Meredith and I had uh, a very good meeting, uh, opening the channels of communication between the planning board and the select board. And um, it's recognized that there's a, a, a 10 year limit uh, on MPIC that expires in 2020. <clears throat> we want to be cognizant of that as well. And that um, imp implementation for the town of Milton, uh, our master planning more appropriately for the town of Milton probably has to go through a reformulation process. And that's something that you don't wait for. Um, it sunsets. You start about 18 months beforehand and begin the preparation for that very important event. And having um, uh, people who would probably be a part of that process if that comes to pass on the MPIC uh, would be a, a value proposition. So that's why I look toward um, a recommendation that we have information that shows a really good fit between uh, what the person wishes to bring and the charge, what they have as their experience in the charge. Just a couple of thoughts, Mr. Smith, you're recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chair. So, so are you thinking the candidates would prepare their their own? <coughs> it would have to be the candidates. Sure. We would want someone someone using their own editorial um, view. So, so I guess it would have to be the candidates adding that to their application if they wanted to do that. But it seems to me, uh, if we if we we all agree, we we should have a joint meeting. Then we should probably just list all the candidates. And um, list all the candidates, and then yeah. and then go through it. I think we're all agreed on that. Yeah. yeah. But we want to have more about these candidates, as was expressed for the Noise Advisory Committee, as was expressed uh, in the general conversation about the work that Aaron and Roxanne are doing. Um, then what is on that form if a person chooses not to? Uh, provide a resume or an addendum that shows their relationship or the relationship between their background and experience and the charge of whatever the committee is that they might be applying for a candidate for. Ms. Bradley. Mr. Chair, are you gonna um, do what, not, well, I guess it's up for discussion. Um, are, are we going to do exactly what we just discussed with the airplane noise committee, which is get input from the MPIC chair after they discuss it with their committee? That's up to you as uh, the select board, if that's your recommendation. I, yeah, uh, I don't see why we would. Go ahead, uh, please. Roxanne, I, I, do you have a comment? I saw your, that would be fine with you, Roxanne? Oh, I didn't have my hand up. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I, Mike did. Mike, Mike you have did. He does. But I saw you <laughs> nodding, and I didn't know if you wanted to uh, add a comment. No, that seems fine. I mean, that seems that the process that we were doing for the other committee to get the input, and then we ultimately look at them all, right? Mr. Zillis? <clears throat> I, I was just going to say I agree with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ms. Bradley? Y yes, Mr. Okay. And I agree as well. So, um, 
it sounds like we have a recommended appointment process um, that includes having all of the candidates identified, having um, a statement that fits their interest to the charge, and um, that we, in the presence of, I have a, that includes um, a recommendation or recommendate recommendations, I should say, from MPIC, and then a concluding joint meeting of the select board and the planning committee. Is that where we all are? Mr. Zulis. Just, just one add to that. I think we're, 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 we have a consensus about um, appointing the, the, uh, the four that need to be appointed. And obviously Ms. Benson is, doesn't need to be appointed. She's gonna stay on. And so I think we have a consensus that we're talking about two. Is that, is that right? We're just talking about the two. Right. Yeah, that clarification would be. So do we want a motion uh, to this effect as summarized with the inclusion of this being for the two positions. Okay, so Mike, are you moving? Oh, sure. <laughs> and I'll, 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 I'll move, uh, uh, Mr. Chair. Uh, I will um, move uh, uh, to, um, to um, approve the following of the appointment process for, uh, for the master plan implementation committee. One, that all of the applications be listed on our agenda for our joint meeting with the with the uh, planning board. Two, that we have a joint meeting with the planning board uh, to vote on uh, two additional members and to, to reappoint uh, the four existing members. Um, and three, uh, to solicit the feedback from the master plan implementation committee on their recommendations uh, for those two appointments. That captured everybody? Did I get it all? Okay, is there a second? I'll second. Roxanne, thank you. Roll call vote. The Ms. only thing that's missing. Yes, I'm sorry, Ms. Bradley. It's okay, the only thing that's missing, and I don't know if it needs to be on there, is the, the one page or the statement. Yeah, I think it, it. Yeah, okay. Mr. Zulis, would you be willing to have that as a friendly I'm amendment? My only concern with the one page is just, just uh, logistically, are we going to go back to all the applicants and say, "Hey, look, we need a, we need a, we need a one pager from you"? Is it, and who's going to do that? And what's the time frame? And I mean, I guess these are all things that can be worked. I don't, I'm not opposed to it. It just may add some layers or some cycles to this. Some of them did give right. not only a resume, but they also filled out their gave, a, gave the extra their, their connections. But some did not. So this would be, we'd have to go back. I think in fairness to all of them and say, look, we're now asking for that. Is this what you want, right? Just to make sure, because it wasn't asked for before, so they, their answer might be different now if it's asked for, right? So so in fairness, I think we gotta go back to all of them and say, hey, we want the one page. We got, and for some people, we got yours, but now that we're asking for it, if you wanna change it. Right, we and somebody who submitted it may wanna revise it. Right, right. So anyway, That's so, fair enough. Okay, so, so I, I, I don't have an objection to that. It just may add some cycles, but. Okay, so we'll include that then. I see a consensus on that. Okay, um, is there a second to Mr. Zulis motion? I'll second. Thank you, Ms. Bradley. Uh, you beat me. <laughs> seeing no other comments. 
Roll call vote. Mr. Zulis. Yes. Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Mazda. Yes. And Mr. Doyle, yes. Thank you. Very, very helpful <clears throat> discussion. And I will um, contact the chair of the planning board committee and um, let Meredith know of this outcome so that she can um, share that with her committee as well as they're going through their work. So we're keeping that channel of communication open and working collaboratively. Item number 22, discussion update approval, Milton Public Education Government MPEG hybrid meeting options for Milton. And Anne-Marie, uh, could I turn to you for this, please? Sure, absolutely. Um, last week, we had a meeting with MPEG to discuss um, having hybrid meetings um, for select board and school committee. Um, present at the meeting was um, Arthur Doyle, myself, Amy Dexter, Ada Rosemarin, Bill Ritchie, Clinton Napoli, Christine Stanton, Rob Mallett, Michael Lynch from MPEG, MPEG and Shane Bradenberg from MPEG. And the purpose of this meeting was to discuss uh, the coordination of a hybrid meeting and going forward and how best to accommodate the meetings of the select board and the school committee. The meetings, the meeting of the committees can be conducted in three ways. You can have a remote meeting, you can have a back in person meeting, or you can have a mixture of the two, which is the hybrid meeting where some people are in, in person, some people are remote. At this current time, the meeting spaces that are capable of holding a hybrid meeting are only the John Cronin conference room, the Carol Blue conference room at Town Hall, those are both located at Town Hall, and the uh, Paul Kelly uh, community room, which is located at the Council on Aging. Um, MPEG has spent the last two years planning and upgrading and coordinating and installing all new broadcast equipment. To date, due to supply chain issues, the studio space <clears throat> of the high school has not been able to be accommodated for hybrid, nor has the um, auditorium at the high school. Um, so the school committee, if they would like to hold hybrid meetings, is going to have to look at a different space, which is going to be either at town hall at one of the two conference rooms or at the Council on Aging. Um, the Council on Aging presents a few issues for us that we are going to have to work through. Um, it will require a lot of coordination between the school department and consolidated facilities department with respect to setting up for meetings, breaking down for meetings, then setting them back up for the Council on Aging programs for the particular day. Um, it will increase the cost for their utilities, their heat, um, their electricity, their air conditioning, and MPEG will need at least two to three hours to set up uh, before a meeting to test equipment. So again, that could have an impact on um, programming at the Council on Aging later in the afternoon. Um, the setup for the hybrid is more complex um, Mac equipment needs to be set up and secured before the meeting. Uh, boards and committees using the hybrid setup will need to have members of the committee act as Zoom hosts to recognize the participants attending the meeting remotely when needed. And there may be slight delays between the Zoom and the in-person attendees. Um, 
The staffing requirements for the three different types of meetings that we can hold are um, an in-person meeting. There would be um, Milton Access TV would have to have two staff members, typically one staff member and a volunteer, high school volunteer. Um, the Zoom meetings, they only need one staff member. However, for a hybrid meeting, they need three staff members, which is the operational director and two um, MPEG staff members. Um, MPEG can accommodate one hybrid meeting per evening. Um, so that could potentially create some issues because as the selectmen meet on the first and third Tuesday of the month, the school committee meets on Wednesdays. The warrant committee also meets on Wednesdays and they're talking about potentially holding hybrid meetings as well. So we've got to work out some um, issues there. Um, Mac TV will provide training to committee members who need to be a Zoom host. Mac TV will work with the boards and committees to introduce new setups and how to work remote aspects of the meeting. Um, I already told you about the meeting schedule for the selectmen and the, and the um, school committee. And one other caveat to this, um, according to the attorney general's office, which I've gotten a definite clarification on, um, until March of uh, 31 of 2023, it's fine to hold a hybrid meeting where less than a quorum of your board is in attendance. So in other words, some members of, of the select board can be live and in person and others can attend remotely. Um, there must be a remote access option for the public in that case, if you do it that way. So we have some work to still do on it. Um, hybrid uh, meetings do present some challenges for us, but um, we will have to probably um, talk with um, the Consolidated Facilities Department about um, having staff members work overtime to break down, set up these meetings um, and uh, talk to the schools about how we can cost share on that particular subject. Um, so again, it was a great meeting. Everybody really wants to work in, in, in coordination of getting hybrid up and running. And um, I'll keep you posted as we continue to work through all these issues. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Very thorough. Select board members, questions, comments, ideas. Ms. Busto, you are recognized. Thank you. Um, I serve on the uh, board for MPEG, and um, they were saying that I think there are about six uh, different um, committees that they, they by contract, um, televise. So, you know, we're talking schools, you know, uh, planning board, there's several different ones. And so it's quite a challenge to try to figure out everybody's mm -hmm. schedule because they can only do one hybrid. Um, yes. a day. So yeah. it is really a challenge. It's not just us and the, you know, the select board in the schools, it's, it's other committees that they're doing now. So, um, you know, Zoom meetings or, you know, in person that if they do the hybrid, it's going to be challenging for them. And if we, if for instance, have to switch a night, you know, as we do, for instance, September, if that was hybrid and, you know, schools were having a meeting on that, they wouldn't be able to do both. So, it's really going to be a challenge, I think. Going there is. It's going to be a lot of coordination. We were talking about initially just having um, committees that meet on Zoom now um, to just continue to meet on Zoom. 
yeah. um, like your plan, board, your board of appeals, those types of committees, and really to try to focus just on the select board meetings and the school committee meetings and the work committee meetings now yeah. at this point in time, because mm -hmm. it is complex and to try to get it to work for everybody. Mr. Yeah, I, you know, just in terms of coordination, you know, um, you know, I, I would favor if, if we're going to have a hierarchy here, favor the elected boards, right? So mm -hmm. I would say, you know, select board and school committee, and 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 I, you know, if planning board wants to hybridize, and, and there's an issue if it's planning board versus warrant committee, I would say planning board, they're an elected committee, they should, you know, the mm -hmm. warrant committee, with all due respect, it's an appointed committee with a you know, mm -hmm. somewhat limited charge, they. They they uh, they could continue with their with their um, Zoom with their Zoom meeting, but mm -hmm. uh, but I so just in terms of hierarchy, I would I would favor the elected boards. It's a great idea if it was you know one or other, and and if and if the idea is well, let's start with the, the select board and the school committee, we'll see how that works, right? See how it works. Mm -hmm. then I, I think I think I'd favor that. Mm -hmm. One of yeah, the things discussed, of course, with hybrid is that um, we don't know, but we would soon learn what numbers of people um, would be interested in personally attending uh, a select board meeting if we went on hybrid. Mm -hmm. uh, would it be a smaller number because uh, numbers of them can uh, meet with us from home um, uh, in uh, bad weather elements, would that change the mix? And accordingly, what would we then need as a meeting facility space? Uh, would it be as um, large as the Council on Aging? Or would other alternatives work for us if we anticipated a reduced uh, a presence, in-person presence, I should say? Mm -hmm. Mr. Zulis. Yeah, I, th I, I think, Arthur, you'd probably have to um, allow for um, uh, allow for significant in-person presence because, you know, it's going to differ by the meeting. You could get 80, you know, we, we had 100 teachers uh, a few years ago per meeting who showed up at the Council on Aging, right? So but I think it's hard to say, well, we may have fewer so we can have a smaller meeting room. It may be right, but I, you never know, right? You never know what's going to draw people uh, out. So I, I think that would be hard to, to, to that would be hard to try to. Uh, to the only way we can ascertain it, I would think, is by testing with waters. Testing, yeah. Well, we still have some more work to do on this. Um, and uh, again, we're all committed to making it work. So um, I will keep you updated as we move forward with meetings and um,
you know, our opportunity to be um, meet together in person to the extent we can. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. if people can't, they can always participate hybrid. But but I'd like to have that option to to uh, to be in the same room and and have people uh, have have you know maybe have have residents uh, attending as well. Mm -hmm. And Marie, how much time do you anticipate uh, further fine tuning will be needed? before we could actually do that, or are we good to go? Um, there's a little quirkiness still out there. Yeah, there's some um, staffing issues that I have to work through. Some of those pieces, um, we, we may be able to do it on the 7th, have hybrid on the 7th of September. I will work with um, MPEG and, and uh, see if we'll be able to pull it off for the seventh. I have to speak with Christine and see what's on her agenda that day as well. And Bill Ritchie from Consolidated Facilities to coordinate. Would it be agreeable to the board that we go with the seventh or the 23rd, depending upon the resolution of logistics and technology between now and then? Sure. Like that, okay, that seems to work with everybody. That just gives us a little bit of flexibility. Because mm -hmm. we don't know what might come over the transom. And Anne-Marie, do we know if any other uh, committee is going to meet before we would meet in hybrid model? What I'm looking for is somebody who's a guinea pig. And <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. Um, so I will check with MPEG tomorrow. I also want to add that um, MPEG was very proud of the fact that they had done a survey and we are well ahead of a lot of other communities um, on putting hybrid in our, our um, conference rooms. Um, so I, I do want to make sure that you're aware that how hard MPEG has worked to get at least three rooms hybrid ready. And because of supply chain issues, the schools will have to wait a little bit. But well, well said. And, kudos uh, to MPEG. Absolutely. They really worked hard on this. Yes. And it's also pointed out um, that we have a constraint uh, on meeting rooms in the town. Yes. Um, somewhere down the line, we're going to have to um, come to terms with that. Okay, uh, we're in good shape. Anything further on that item? If not, we'll go to agenda item 23, which is discussion approval one day liquor licenses. We have two, one for the Eustace State Historic and Historic New England for a painted picnic, and the other for Forbes House Museum Barnfest. <coughs> the dates are given for each of them. Um, and we have a motion. Uh, did you get, did anybody have a question about either one of them or? Mr. Chair, I'll move to approve a one-day liquor license for use of State Historic and Historic New England for a painted picnic on Sunday, September 11, 2022, from 12 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Mr. Chair, I second that. It's moved and seconded. Seeing no comment, Mr. Zulis. Yes. Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Musto. Yes. And Mr. Doyle, yes. Okay. Mr. Chair, I'll move to approve a one-day liquor license for Forbes House Museum for Bond Fest on Sunday, October 23, 2022, from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. I second that. Thank you, Ms. Bradley. Seeing no comment, Mrs. Zulis. Yes. Ms. Bradley. Yes. 
Ms. Musto? Yes. And Mr. Doyle? Yes. Item number 24 on our agenda is the town administrator's report. Yes, yes, Mr. Chairman. A um, couple of things. I just want to echo um, your remarks earlier um, in the evening regarding the meeting this morning with uh, Mr. Milano. Um, it was a great meeting. Um, I think the town should be very excited about the future and uh, for the town. Um, he's he's young. He's energetic. He's got some great ideas, and um, it, it's going to be great. You guys are going to be quite pleased. Um, so it's a, so, uh, so it's really good. Um, secondly, um, I wanted to let you know, I think you all, all do already know about, um, Suzanne Bridges in our department, um, is, has given her notice and is leaving, um, our employee, um, for a better position. So good for her. Um, but she's been a great asset in the town in, in the little bit of time I've worked with her, um, very committed employee. Uh, loved her role, loved her work, and uh, she will be sorely missed. Uh, but I do wish her well in her new venture. And that's it, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Ms. Fagan. Any questions for Anne-Marie? If not, we'll go to the uh, chair's report. Just two things that I want to underscore tonight. One is there a, is a new Massachusetts Department of Transportation Advisory we got in East Milton Square Bridge Deck reconstruction. Uh, there's repaving being done on several of the roadways around the deck due to a difficulty that was found um, with the first pavement that was put down. This is the McAdam. And um, there's a rework schedule that follows uh, Wednesday, August 24th, and Thursday, August 25th. Milling operations, that's the excavation, will occur overnight between 7 p.m. and 5 a.m. on Friday, August 26th and Saturday, August 27th. Paving operations will occur overnight. And on Sunday, August 28th and Thursday, September 1, pavement markings will occur overnight. Again, 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. And Anne-Marie, maybe we can um, get that latest DOT announcement and put it on the website. Absolutely. To replace the one that was there. And the second was just to go back to the reference that I made earlier uh, to the meeting uh, between myself and the uh, chair of the planning board. Uh, the, the bottom line, if I could use that trite expression, is that uh, we have established a channel of communications. There are a lot of topics that uh, we touch bases on uh, for uh, mutual uh, discussion in the future. And we'll see about activities that can be done uh, together. Uh, the East Milton Overlay was one of them. Um, the chair has an interest in the, the beautification of the business districts in town. There's a scenic, um, a signage um, activity that's been initiated, a recommendation from the Conservation Commission to the Planning Board that was uh, introduced at the last Planning Board meeting that they will probably take a vote on at their next Planning Board meeting. And the chair encouraged the Select Board to uh, move forward on uh, doing the same thing. 
So uh, we can put that on the agenda. We didn't have uh, sufficient time for it uh, tonight. We talked about the warrant uh, uh, being prepared for December. Uh, that's basis on the master plan implementation committee, much as which has been covered already in discussion this evening. Um, the reformulation of the uh, master plan with such basis on uh, future possible meetings that we uh, will want to engage in and what the parties for those discussions would be. And we already have a recommendation coming forward on the NPIC uh, appointments of the two new positions that would potentially engage the advice like board with the entire uh, planning board. Um, other topics that um, were put on the table were uh, housing, the housing production plan, um, the multifamily zoning requirement for MBTA communities, which we will uh, have a discussion of with the uh, town planner and director of community development at a September meeting. And um, tangentially uh, issues that we probably have to take a look at, such as uh, economic development uh, in the town of Milton and how we do our um, environmental scanning, how it is that we uh, go about or establish a process whereby we can anticipate what's coming around the corner so that the town isn't blindsided and, and forced into uh, adverse positions or adversarial positions because we don't need that uh, to be the experience of Milton for its uh, future. So much to do, many possibilities, uh, positive approaches to be followed uh, collaboratively and conjointly and more uh, to be said in the future. Any questions, I'd be happy to entertain them. Yes, Ms. Bradley. Thanks, Mr. Chair. I was wondering if um, if your discussion with the chair of the planning board was mentioned the, the studying of the ADUs. I know that was sent back at the last town meeting and I'm just with the, the special town meeting coming up on the agenda now that that's set. Yes. I was uh, just wondering if they've, if they've talked and, about and that that's, at all. That's, thank you for raising that. That's the, the alternative options by right and by special permit. And if I remember correctly, the chair at that time, the time that we met, uh, did not know whether or not they would be ready for the special town meeting in December. Good question. Thank you for that. Item number 27, future meeting dates. Um, did we have, uh, a, you have a calendar that Lynn has prepared? Uh, shared with everybody and we can share that with other departments as well uh, for coordinating purposes. Thank you, Lynn. Appreciate it very, very much. And we know we'll have a possibility of a few changes as we go through the course of the year because the unexpected does have a tendency <laughs> to yeah. arrive. Arrive, yeah. <laughs> but we'll be flexible and we'll take care of that. Um, and then um, we want to take a look at the select board retreat planning. We identified uh, doing that in September and with a new town administrator uh, coming on board, it would seem late September would probably be more appropriate than early September. 
that's usually been held on a Saturday from uh, noon to three o'clock. I want to have an opportunity to uh, discuss this with uh, Nick and Anne-Marie uh, to get an idea of um, what we put together as an agenda with your input and uh, support and collaboration so that we have a, a productive meeting with meaningful outcomes. Yes, um, Roxanne, you, you're recognized. Thank you. I was wondering if you could just read out the dates for September and October so people that are watching might be able, for our select board meetings, would just be able to jot them down. Happy to do so, Lynn. You have those at hand by chance? We have September 7 and September 23, I believe. Uh, 23rd's a, a Friday. 7 and 20. 7 and 20, good. Seven and, 20. Yeah. and then October, it's the 4th and the 18th. So the 4th was the one that we needed to look at. I have Wednesday, October 5th. Because that's the Jewish holiday. Right. Actually, it is Wednesday, October 5th. And then what's the date of the other October dates? Is it the, 9th, uh, the 18th? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. October 5 and October 18. Thank you. Next item is discussion approval meeting minutes July 27, 2022. Mr. Silvers. Just item or the previous item? Previous item, Mr. Chair, just to, to, to highlight, I may have um, on the Saturdays in September, I may have youth sports workaround issues. So, but we'll, well, whether it be morning or afternoon, just. It, Saturdays are youth sports. Okay, and, and we'll build that into the solicitation process. Okay. Uh, morning, afternoon, and, 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 evening. And, and look, <laughs> I, I can miss. If it goes into an evening session, we'll go from six to eleven, Mike. So yeah, there we go. No, no youth sports issues there. <laughs> Thank you for raising that. Any other comments on that topic? And we will pull everybody by all means. So we have now 28 discussion approval meeting minutes of July 27, 2022. Is there a motion to adopt? I'll make a motion to adopt the minutes from July 27, Thank you, Mr. Is there a second, please? I'll second. Thank you, Ms. Bradley. Any discussion on those minutes? I found them to be about um, significant change. Mr. Zulis, any comment? Did no. You, uh, okay, fine. Uh, hearing none, Mr. Zulis. Yes. Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Busto. Yes. And Mr. Doyle. Yes. That being done, we are ready to entertain at uh, ten oh six. I'll move to I'll move to adjourn, noting that we we didn't quite come in under the three hour podcast time, but. 
Second, but that can be a goal. That can be a goal. For I, keep, I keep trying to work on 10 o'clock. We did 10.01 one night and it's 10.06 right. tonight. We'll get under that 10 o'clock mark. It'll but be he, Roger he's going to cut, out, he's gonna cut out the executive committee meeting. But so we made it under three. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we should have to be here after 10 noon. Right, right. <laughs> so we have a motion to adjourn. Can we have a second? second? Thank you, Ms. Busto. Mr. Zulas. Yes. Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Busto. Yes. Mr. Doyle. Yes. And Anne Marie and Lynn, thank you both very, very much. And a thank, thank you. you to Milton Access TV. Good night, good night everybody. Good night. Good night. Have a good night, everybody.